series called the Original Christmas Playlist, and there are four songs in uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1 and chapter 2. We didn't cover Zachariah's song, but we did look at the song of the angels in week 1, and then we looked at Mary's song last week, and something that I personally have never preached on, and I believe that I may have only heard one sermon in my entire life uh, on Simeon. I've heard it mentioned in other stories and other Christmas messages, but never to come out and just preach on Simeon's song. So we're going to look at his song this morning. If you'll go with me to Luke, the second chapter, we're going to read verses 22 through 35. It's traditional to read chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Uh, That's one of the first uh, portions of Scripture that I memorized, uh, you know, when Caesar Augustus was sent out a decree and all of that, and what's the little guy on Snoopy? Uh, Linus quotes all of that for you. He said that's the true meaning of, uh, of Christmas. But after that is traditionally read, we jump into the portion of Scripture, verse 22. Now, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, let me tell you that was 40 days. Verse 21 tells you that eight, days after he was born he was circumcised that was according to the law that was not done in the temple because he Mary could not go into the temple because of her the bleeding that took place during the birth and she had to go through 40 days of purification this is found over in Deuteronomy and also in Leviticus this is the law it's important for you to know that because in this uh, message and this song that Simeon is singing you're going to find something out about the law because Jesus was a man born under the law that through him he might fulfill the law. That's what Paul said in Galatians. But at this time his parents who are Jewish are adhering to the law of Moses and 40 days after he's born they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord because that was also part of the law that every male child, Exodus said, that would come through the womb would be holy to the Lord or set apart. Hannah did this over in Samuel. She gave her firstborn son back to the Lord. We do that in symbolic ways as we dedicate children. And really what we're doing more than that is we're dedicating mom and dad to raise that child in such a way that they would know who Jesus is and what Jesus did for them. Then they offered a sacrifice three times in two verses he mentions according to the law because they are under the law. And they gave a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Verse 25, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Pay attention to this. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Verse 26, And it had been revealed to him, here it is again, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit, three times in two verses we're hearing about the Holy Spirit, led him into the temple that day, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do him according to the custom of the law, he, Simeon, took Jesus in his arms, and he blessed him, and he said, now the next verses are his song. He literally chanted or in cadence, sang these next few words. 
Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Remember the promise that God had given him. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to bring salvation, revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled, oh, sorry, and a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Yeah, I was right. And the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Not, I've never really heard that read for a Christmas message, but this is a song that was sung by Simeon. Shimon was his name in Hebrew, and it means listening or hears. Luke, throughout his gospel, always is coming back to the Holy Spirit. If you'll look through the gospel of Luke, he is pointing out that not only was Simon Spirit-led and had heard from the Spirit, but that throughout Jesus' life, he was led by the Spirit. Uh, a matter of fact, in just a few chapters, he would be talking about the Spirit descending like a dove on Jesus at his baptism. By Orthodox tradition, Simon is considered, this is, I thought this was great, he's considered one of the 70 who had studied the Hebrew Scriptures and translated them into Greek, which is what we call the Septuagint, which means 70. Why is that important? But by, by the time that Jesus was able to read, he was reading the Septuagint. Because the language of uh, all the world was Greece, Greek at this time. And so these 70 elders, of which Simon had been studying the Hebrew. you know what that says to me? That says to me that he had studied it enough to know that there were prophecies about the Comforter of Israel, the one, the Messiah that would be sent to Israel to come. For all of Israel was waiting in anticipation for a Messiah. Simon wasn't the only one, but the Holy Spirit had promised him that he would see this Messiah and he translated Isaiah 7.14. Can we put that on the screen there? This is one of the verses that Simon had studied in Hebrew and then translated to Greek. And it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give a sign, Behold the virgin. Before he had translated this, most Hebrew texts said a young maiden or a young lady. But the scholars pointed out, and it's reiterated in Matthew 1.23, and it's very important that we have a virgin birth. I can't get any help with this morning on Christmas Eve. I believe in a virgin birth. Because without a virgin birth, we don't have a sinless Savior. It was the, the bloodline was untainted because the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived. I believe that the Holy Spirit can come upon you and you can conceive within you you can carry the Lord's Christ. You do carry the Lord's Christ. And behold, this virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, 
when he was translating these verses, the Holy Spirit came upon him and he received a promise that what he was translating and what he was writing down was something that he would be able to see. Now, I just want to throw this out for historical, but a lot of commentaries would have him between 160 and 360 years old. You don't, we don't hear a whole lot about his age. We don't have that in the Scripture. But commentaries write, and if he was one of the scholars that transcribed, this is before the time of Jesus, that the Septuagint written was written, that the Lord allowed him to live. Can I speak to our aging citizens, our saints in the Lord, that if God has given you a promise, that he will be faithful to fulfill that promise, so hold on to that promise. You shall live and not die to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Simon was a righteous man. Many believed he was a priest and he was in Jerusalem waiting. Verse 26 reminds us that he had been, it had been revealed to him that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. Verse 27 says that he was led by the Spirit. Um, I believe in 2023, walking into 2024, that we, the people of God, can still be led by the Spirit of God. And a lot of times that... It can be, but a lot of times that's not head knowledge. That's a thus saith the Lord that speaks to your spirit, man, because the spirit dwells in you, not just on you. And when he dwells in you, his spirit is bearing witness with our spirits that we are the children of God and he wants good things for his children and he will lead you and guide you if you will allow him. Now, he, he's given you a free will and you can make your own choice. But just remember, there are consequences to every choice that we make. There's ramifications, and I believe those can be positive if we'll listen to the voice of the Lord, as Simeon did. Because if he hadn't, he would have not been able to make this divine connection because as Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus, it had to be on this 40th day, specific to the law. This timing of them coming to the temple in Jerusalem, that's a journey from Bethlehem to Jerusalem, about six miles. And they come up to the temple and it says that Simeon, led by the Spirit, was coming into the temple. I picture in my mind's eye that they met at the gate as they were coming into the temple and as they went into the outer courts there, he lifts up the child, verse 28, takes him in his arms. Could you imagine the Word become flesh? The Messiah, the incarnation of God Himself in your arms. There's a little one back there that was a promise of God fulfilled to a couple sitting in the back. What a blessing. Have Jesus lifted up and then for this prophet of God, this priest to begin to sing. Verse 29, he sings of the fulfillment of his anticipation. He said that he was satisfied in one translation, meaning that the promise had been fulfilled. When you came to this table this morning and you took the blood and you took the bread, you were proclaiming the fulfillment of the Messiah who has already come. He took the incarnate word in his arms and begins to sing a fulfillment. 
Jesus himself said in Matthew 5, 17, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, I came to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, heaven and earth, until heaven and earth pass away, not one dot or tittle of the law by any means will pass away. It will be fulfilled. Jesus, came, Paul tells us in Galatians, that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Mm. I hope this can be on the screen for you. The law had an expiration date, but the blood does not. The, the law was fulfilled in Christ and had an expiration date, but Hebrews tells us in chapter 5 verse 9 that we obtain eternal salvation through the one Jesus Christ. Through His sacrifice, there is no expiration day. It is eternal salvation. That's something to get happy about on Christmas. Then Simeon sings to the Lord that he has seen the salvation of God. All of Israel was waiting for this salvation. Now most hoped and believed that it would be a military salvation. Because the word salvation that is used here is the word satorius. And it's a noun and it points to the one who embodies salvation, a defender, a protector, one who brings to safety. So in their minds, the Jews were awaiting a military king that would show up and who would deliver them from Rome. Can I tell you, help me hold the ghost, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Anticipation has now turned into anxiety because we preach a God that is far from us, separated from us, because of our own sin, but I have to tell you this morning that hope is not deferred. We are not awaiting a Messiah. We have already received a Messiah. He has already come. And today is the day of salvation because the Lord, the King, has come. He has died. He has resurrected. He has ascended. And He has given us new life in Christ. <laughs> Simeon and all these people are holding on to the fact that He would come. We no longer must wait, for He has come. Verse 31, Simeon sings about this salvation being for all people. If you have paid attention to any of the lyrics that we've discussed for the last three weeks, you will find out that the song of the angels was good tidings of great joy, which shall be to who? All people. Mary sang a song of deliverance. Remember we talked about Miriam? Miriam is the Hebrew name for Mary. So the Old Testament Miriam was singing a song of deliverance for one group of people, her people, the Jews, as they came out of Egypt. But Mary of the New Testament was singing a song of deliverance which should be to all people being delivered from the bondage of sin. And now Simeon echoes both the angels and Mary's song as he says in verse 31 that this is salvation for all people. Look at your Bibles. Look at verse 31. In the faces 
of all people, this salvation has come. Luke carries a theme throughout his entire gospel of universal salvation. Please stop what you're doing and look at me for just a second. Because some, even those of you watching online right now, heard the word universal, and all of the, automatically you're going to think, well, he thinks that everybody's saved and they're going to make it. Well, I do know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I am of the persuasion that we must believe. He has done the work to reconcile us. Paul said, be thou reconciled. That does not take away from the fact that salvation is and was and shall evermore be for all people. He left no one out in his plan of salvation. I can guarantee you if you'll place your faith in it and believe it, you'll walk in eternal salvation. But the salvation message, the gospel, the good news, from the, from the inception and announcement has been good news of great joy to everybody. His incarnation was amazing. God with us. Could you imagine living in the first century and seeing Jesus walking up and down the streets of Jerusalem or Nazareth? But can I tell you something even better than His incarnation? It's called His indwelling. I'm thankful for God with us. But Jesus is not walking the planet in flesh and blood anymore. The indwelling is God in us. Revelation 21 tells us that He tabernacles with us. The word for tabernacle there is a Greek word where we get our word skin. God is in our skin, guys. <laughs> That's better than Him being with us. Matter of fact, in John 16, verse 7, Jesus said it was to our advantage that He leave us in His incarnation so that He could be in us through His indwelling. I got happy about that last night, reading that and sensing inside of me. See, when Mary was pregnant, she felt the kicks of the, body, the, the, the baby Jesus within her. Matter of fact, when she went to her cousin Elizabeth's house and she gave the salutation to Elizabeth, John the Baptist, who was full of the Holy Ghost within his mother's womb, began to leap inside of his mother's womb. Cousins, both full of the Holy Spirit. She felt that in her body, and I believe that you and I can feel the presence of God in our bodies. I believe He'll leap in our wombs, <laughs> in our bodies, like the womb of Mary. Verse 32. Simon sings of the light of God coming to the nations. He said it's a light to the Gentiles. When Simeon said Gentiles, what he was saying is anyone who isn't a Jew is included in this. And a matter of fact, because of this child, there will be a light that will shine to reveal who God the Father is to all nations. Jesus declared that in John 8, 12. He said, I am the light of the world. John, when he writes the Christmas story in the first chapter, verse 4, he says, In him was life, and that life was the light, watch this, to all mankind. Jesus was born the light of the world. And Simeon sings that this child will be an unveiling, a revelation to everyone of who God is. 
Jennifer, if you'd play just a little bit. Over in Isaiah, Isaiah is a mini Bible. There's 66 chapters in Isaiah. There's 66 books in the Bible. The Old Testament and the New Testament, they split at, after 39 chapters or 39 books in the Old Testament. We jump into the New Testament. Well, after 39 chapters in Isaiah, his language changes from an Old Covenant mindset, and then he begins to talk about all things being brand new. Behold, I do a new thing. Isaiah 40 says. Well, when he starts out chapter 40, he's talking about when kings go out to a new territory, there was a voice that went before them, and that voice would cry out and declare, Behold, the king is coming. Make straight his path. All the high places will be brought down low, and all the low places will be brought high. Why? To prepare the way of the Lord so it would be straight it would be a smooth transition for the king and in verse 5 of chapter 40 Isaiah declares and prophesies and the glory of the Lord or the light of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh will see it how much how many people would see it who's it for I can't reiterate it enough. I can't. It might sound like I'm harping on it, but I believe that the gospel is inclusive. In God's calculation, the mass of mankind was trapped in unbelief. Those who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This qualifies all mankind for His grace and for His mercy. The Father lit up the lamp in our mind, in our understanding so that we may clearly recognize the features of the Father's likeness in Jesus. Verse 38. This is I'm going to close with this. Verse 38. As Simeon this is from the mirror translation. As Simeon concluded his prophetic song over the family. Anna Miro echoed his words in a song of thanksgiving to God for this child. And I want you all to get a hold of it. And from that day on, she told everyone in Jerusalem that their darling, the anticipated Messiah Redeemer, had come. If you'll stand with me, I want to encourage you this morning to be like Anna. This Christmas Eve forward, can I give you the vision that I have for Grace Life Church, but I believe it's something that each of us can carry out. Will you be like Anna, and from this day forward, will you declare everywhere, to everyone, every day, that the Messiah has come? It's good news, and it's to all people. I remember growing up in children's church and singing red and yellow, black and white there, precious in his sight. And that was a nice little song for children's church, but it's the truth. He's for everyone. It's a message that can be preached everywhere. I don't have to change my message for a different culture, a different tribe, a different tongue. The message is the same. 
Jesus has come. Jesus did die. He rose again and we were crucified with Him and we rose with Him and we are now seated in Him. That's good news. And everyone everywhere needs to hear it every day. Tell everyone everywhere every day that Jesus has come. Father, we thank You for these songs from the original Christmas playlist that the angels sang. They cried, Holy, Holy, Glory in the highest. Mary, from her heart, she declared a song of deliverance, favored. And the gaze of your favor is not only on Mary, it's on us. And now we've learned from Simeon that this message of universal salvation through Jesus Christ who has come we're not waiting on it it's available to us right now we thank you for your spirit that speaks to us your promises that leads us into all truth may we have the boldness and the courage to sing with Anna and Simeon that you have come rejoice for your king has come and we rejoice this morning in that fulfillment. In Jesus' name, we bless you and we thank you. Amen and amen.